Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel. Joining me, as always, is my lovely partner and co-host, Christian Redshaw. Christian, who is our guest today? I'm going to just skip how you're doing. I, I just, I'm just going to assume just that you're doing right well. right over that. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's true. You're, you're right there. What, what matters is the guest that we have today. And it's none other than Sam Starkman. And she is a privacy and legal professional. So I can't wait to dig into data privacy with her. Awesome. Uh, we will pause, bring Sam in, and let's have an awesome conversation. Sam Starkman from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Cybersecurity Matters. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So we're going to have a shorter episode today, which is super sad, but I think it's a good excuse for us to do two episodes uh, with you. So what I'm hoping is that we can talk about privacy today. Now, obviously, we always talk about cybersecurity, and there's a link between cybersecurity and privacy. We, we, we often say that it's two sides of the same coin, really, and that you really can't have one without the other. So when I think of privacy, I think about sensitive information data belonging to individuals. And so it's kind of like the protection of, of their data and, and themselves at the end of the day. How do you define uh, privacy? So I always think of privacy as not so much keeping things secret, but that it is the control that the individual has over their information. So it's more about um, you know making sure that individuals are aware of how their information is going to be used. And that's some of the, the ideas around consent, I guess, which is uh, a bit of a moving target as well. Um, but I do think of privacy as, as about explaining what the rules are and people having choice and, uh, and, and being comfortable with how their information is being used. Just so that everybody understands, your company, and you're one of the partners in the company, is INQ, IQ Consulting, I believe I have the name right, and then you're affiliated with INQ Law as well. So you have a team of legal professionals, uh, of which I believe you're also a legal professional as well. That's right. So it's, it's Inc. IQ and Inc. Law. Um, it's sort of uh, a play on the, the word inquiry. So we're always looking for new and better ways of doing things. And, you know, we want to make sure that we can support people in innovating responsibly. So through both the legal and consulting uh, arms of our business, we uh, can kind of provide an integrated service. So every privacy issue um, has a legal component or a legal analysis component. There may be agreements and projects. And so we're able to provide that as well. And, and we also have uh, cybersecurity and uh, data and technology. And, and for the technical components, we partner with others who are uh, you know, more technical. And then we can provide some of the support around breach management and, uh, and policies and, um, and preparedness, really, cyber preparedness. Right. Hmm. We, I, I keep uh, dominating the questions here. I'm going to give Dominic at least one uh, today <laughs> in a short, short time together. But uh, 
So, you know, what you do is so important to us and to our clients. And in an ideal world, we would love for you to do or at least be started on what you do before we can come in and and help them with security uh, aspects. Um, How do you typically engage, let's say, a smaller or or a midsize organization in terms of getting them started with privacy if they don't have any internal privacy um, leadership or, or resources? What's kind of what is kind of the sequence of the first steps for you guys typically? So typically we'll look at, you know, what are the requirements for that business? Um, I work a lot in healthcare, And so um, it is a requirement that there's always somebody who is uh, responsible for privacy. But that person doesn't always have uh, the knowledge or understanding of, of uh, privacy that they might need. So a lot of it is done off the side of the desk. And I'm sure that's the same you know, it is the same in a lot of our small and medium sized clients in the private sector as well. And so we really want to be able to both educate as well and enable as well as, you know, provide that advice. So we'll start with a baseline of what it, what are your requirements? What do you need to be doing? Um, you know, what kind of business do you have? What kind of data do you have? All of uh, the data flow. So how is it collected, used, disclosed? What are your various uh, future uses? What do you want to do with data in the future? Because we want to build a program for you that is going to be able to support not only current state, but your future ambitions as well. So, um, you know, a lot of the time people are are interested in using the data for secondary uses, uh, like marketing or analysis or research of some sort. And so we, we need to take those into account right from the get-go. So we'll, you know, work on mapping out all of the, da- the, the data flows and uh, the data um, requirements in, according to the legislation and best practices, and then we measure current practices against those using recognized frameworks so um, so that we can then establish what the gaps are. And then we will create a roadmap for our clients in figuring out what are the highest risk events or uh, gaps that need to be fulfilled, and we look at what their um, uh, what their risks are, where to prioritize risk, as well as what, what budgets are. Um, because we do have that, that uh, you know, very real issue around how, how much it costs to mitigate risk. Um, often it'll cost less to mitigate the risk than to have the large breach at the end or the big, uh, you know, order against you or having to notify a number of peoples. But it is that balancing and, and figuring out how to resource appropriately. And then we want to be able to support people on an ongoing basis while also transferring knowledge so that they can make decisions and uh, identify issues on their own as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, one last question before I pass it to Dominic. I know he's got one in the chamber <laughs> for you here. But uh, so looking at data from a data classification perspective, not all data is created equal. And Dominic is uh, somewhat famous, I think, for saying his Miley Cyrus line of, you know, you don't want to protect your Miley Cyrus MP3s to the same degree that you would protect, you know, your customer list or or whatever the sensitive information is. Can you, uh, at, at at a very high level, just differentiate the nuances between the different types of data that you would find in a typical uh, organization. Sure. So I think that's a really that's that's a really great uh, great line, Dominic. So I think that there's you know um, in a business, hopefully they don't have too many Miley Cyrus MPPs in MPPs unless they're a music business, but that that might be the case. Um, there's 
so that, you know, there's um, your sensitive client data, which might be around financial information. Um, if it's a, a healthcare organization, then you would have personal health information. And so the financial and health information would kind of be your, your most sensitive, likely, um, information that you would want to be protecting. Um, there will also likely be employee information and how that's protected differs depending on what province you're in and what legislation we're looking at. Um, and so, uh, you know, in some jurisdictions, there isn't anything around uh, in legislation around that protection. So we have to look to the case law and the common law for that. Um, and then you just have kind of your uh, some more aggregate data that might be kept. You might have uh, telephone data or business data. That type thing is is less sensitive, um, but you know you'll probably want to be protecting it to a certain degree. That you may not put the same level of of uh, protection on it as you would the financial or, or um, personal health information. And you know you make a really good point in, in pointing out that there is that that spectrum. And it is a good idea for every business or organization to, to uh, take stock of what data do you have and what is that inventory? Where is it located? What can you do with it? And how is it protected? And then also making sure that you're destroying it um, when you no longer need it. Because just, you know, amassing data uh, increases your risk. By Very well said. Right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I was going to use a Miley reference there of coming in like a wrecking ball, but that may have been too obvious. So, <laughs> um, the, uh, um, uh, the, uh, one question I, I really had for you, Sam, was around, you know, if you take it, you're, uh, um, let's say an average small or mid sized business, what are one or two, um, quick wins when it comes to privacy that they should be focusing on? Well, if there's one or two things around privacy that they should be focusing on, what, 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 what should they be? Training is probably one of the, uh, biggest places that, um, you know, often falls down. It is often, you know, not done, um, fully, but it is usually an employee uh, or an internal person who is um, the source of the brain. And it's not always malicious. It can be very, very innocent clicking on that, you know, phishing email or not understanding that you're not allowed to check just because you're curious about a patient um, who's no longer in your care. They're not necessarily malicious, but it still could be a breach. And so I think training people about what is it that they are allowed to do and not allowed to do, and then um, making sure that, that they have that knowledge goes a really long way. If you can't do anything else, at least train your staff. Um, you know, and, um, and we always look at security as well and making sure that the data is at least technically secure. Um, so those are you know, a couple of things. And I think from a privacy perspective, having those policies and, and procedures in place so that even if you don't know what to do, you know where to look. Awesome. Sam, this was a, uh, I know, uh, you know Christian was saying we're going to do a short conversation today, but you delivered. That was uh, absolutely awesome. What, what a really power, power packed uh, uh, episode there. And I know Christian and I are really looking forward to having a, a full episode with both you and your, your business partner, uh, uh, Mary Jane, next time. We're looking forward to, to part two of the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm looking forward to it as well. That was a very, relatively short, but still a very insightful conversation today, Christian. Uh, what did you appreciate about that combo we had with Sam? 
Well, first of all, I appreciate that now I know how to pronounce Inc. IQ Consulting. It's not I N Q. So if I could stamp that brand into everybody's mind, I N Q is pronounced Inc. But in all seriousness, and maybe not so serious, I appreciated how Sam took our analogy of the Miley Cyrus MP3s and was able to somehow from that explain data classification in plain English. So that is what I appreciated the most. I appreciate being able to use the rec, uh, in like a wrecking ball reference. So it's been a while since <laughs> I, I dug that one out. So uh, that was a really, really great conversation with, with, with Sam. And uh, we certainly hope that our, our viewers and listeners uh, enjoyed that conversation as well. And as a reminder, uh, uh, please do check out previous uh, episodes on the Cybersecurity Matters YouTube page, uh, as well as on your preferred podcasting platform. But until next time, be well, be safe. And we look forward to entertaining you yet again on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Bye.